Hey, you're listening to the Daily Proverb Podcast, an ADD-friendly show. Where one of the hosts has ADD. I'm Josh Bueno. I'm Aaron Swan. Welcome to the Daily Proverb. Good morning. Welcome to episode 17 of the Daily Proverb. It is Thursday, December 29th. And I have my really good friend, Rick Bray, here with me this morning. Rick, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm awake. You're awake. Now, is it common for you to wake up or be awake this early? I mean, it's 620, so. Well, I've been known to get up at 3.30 in the morning and go downstairs. Oh, man. 3.30? 3.30, yes. I'm, I'm one of those who doesn't need much sleep, and then I'm good for another 24. Wow. So if you get up at 3.30 in the morning, do you normally stay up the rest of the day or do you take a nap? Mid-day? Well, my bedtime, I've got it written on the refrigerator. It says 10.30. I have to be in bed by 10.30. Usually it's 10. <laughs> but no, I don't stay up late. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, we've got some friends. We've got Max barking in the background. So if you hear a dog barking, that is Max just wanting to get everyone's attention. And then we also have a hamster that we are babysitting. For some friends who are in Puerto Rico right now for the holidays. So if you hear a high-pitched squealing noise, um, that is the hamster running on a treadmill. Uh, so we will do our best to get through the podcast without <laughs> any disruptions today. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, it, it is, uh, it's good to have you on this podcast, Rick, today. And um, I'm excited to have you for many reasons. One of the reasons why I asked you to be a part of this podcast is because... You know, in the last two and a half years, it's almost been three years actually since we launched Providence Church, which was originally Winner's Church, but it's been almost three years since we've launched Providence Church. And brother, I'm telling you what, besides my wife and I, we can only count on our hands a few other people who have almost the same work ethic that we have toward the local church. You and Doris have been such an incredible blessing to Winners Providence Church. The work ethic that you possess, man, I'm sure it's rubbed off on your wife. Now, I don't know, is it Doris that's rubbed off on you? In case my wife is up and listening. (laughs) I mean, she gets all the credit. Bro, I mean, dude, you can run with like 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings. Now, I don't know if you want to divulge your age, Rick, on the podcast this morning. Not to put you on the the spot. (laughs) (laughs) But, brother, I'm telling you, age is just a number for you. Because, I mean, dude, you're running circles around 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings. You know, we've this is not our first rodeo in planting a church. You know, we planted a church with Pastor Scott and Karen Hagan. I think it's been 12 years now since Real Life Church was launched. But um, church planting is not easy. And um, usually it's kind of the young bucks that are showing up early to set up and tear down. Those are usually your guys that are showing up to do that. But what's blown me away at Providence is the fact that I have seen some gray wolves, some men who are of age. I wouldn't call you guys old. Wait, but, but, <laughs> now, of age? But you, I'm not calling me old. <laughs> That's as close as brother, I'm going to let you, you come. Know, <laughs> hey, look, Rick, let me tell you something, though, man. It's, it's amazing. I see you. I see Fred. You know, um, of course, John was a big help, you know. He's kind of out of commission right now. But I see some of you guys coming in and just working your tails off. But specifically, you and Doris, and we've told you guys this before, 
that there's a, an ethic that you guys possess that is just inspiring. And, um, and you know, here's the other thing, too. It, you have this ability to connect with guys no matter what their age is. Like the young guys love you. The old guys love you, I'm sure, and dudes in between love you. And it's if, if, uh, if you've been a part of the setup crew at Providence Church, you know this to be true. Rick always has a boombox with him every Sunday. He's carrying music with him every Sunday. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's just to get us charged up in the morning, but I think it's, it's part of you. I mean, it's to get you charged up, too. And what's funny is the other day I walked, uh, you know, I mean, he's always got music playing. But I, I don't think I've ever had an experience of church planting or setting up where you're setting up and you're, you're bringing in items Listening off to the Megan trailer. Listening <laughs> to Megan Trainer. Me well, no, no, bro, this was funny. I, we're loading the trailer and I'm coming into the church and I'm bringing in some speakers and boxes, whatever I bring it in. And I turn the corner to come into the sanctuary or the cafeteria. And there you are jamming out to some Justin Timberlake and you're dancing to it. You're dancing to it too, which is just like, I'm like, man, when, when, I hope that I have that much energy. You know, I mean, I hope I have that much energy in the next 20 years, bro. And so I just got to tell you, man, you've been a huge blessing to us and just incredibly inspiring. And Rick, we love you, man. Yeah. I, have, I have so many older friends that are, are timid because they've reached what they consider their senior years. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to break this, I don't want to break that, and this hurts and that hurts. And I'm going, you know, if it still works and you don't use it, it's wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to laugh and I like to move. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I can bend over and lift things. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I think it's important that uh, the... The older staff, the older people in the church just don't sit back and wait for things to be happening. Yeah. I think the training continues as, as we're older and senior in the church, yeah. that we're not the old examples, but we can be still uh, an, an example to those that are, I mean, I think of Mike, and that's probably the biggest age group split that we have going on at Providence. and. I'm there early, but Mike's early because he's at your house, yeah. and then hooking up the trailer, and then, oh, yeah. and then you're getting there. So I, I think, and the, I pack out as much as can go in the trailer, but then Mike packs it up and puts it away. So yeah. he's there after I'm gone. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to uh, give a shout out to Mike. Mike, oh, hey, course, make yeah. sure you're there Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael's a huge blessing, and you know, I mean, yeah. There are there are definitely some unusual individuals in this church which makes providence so special and uh and so i'm just you know hey thankful for you thankful for mike thankful for all the people that make sundays happen well you know one other thing i wanted to highlight rick before we move on here is a huge this is a huge part of who you are and who doris is a lot of people don't know this but you guys have fostered 35 kids uh, within your house uh, during your time of being married, which I think is just incredible. And um, I, I would love to do a future podcast on family and relationships and children and love to have you and Doris uh, coming on a podcast to talk about that because I think I, I don't know anybody that has ever fostered that many kids. Um, give me just a quick snapshot, man, of just what that what that's been like. 
Well, we, we don't like children, so we thought if we kept bringing some in, we'd find some we liked. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, we found three we liked. <laughs> we adopted them and sent all the rest back home. <laughs> um, but it took me quite a few years to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wonder if that has anything to do with your youthfulness, with your ability to relate with people of all ages, because i got to imagine that what's the age range between all of the... The 35 foster kids that you guys have have you know parented and supported and helped well to young ones that are just starting <laughs> just learning to walk um this is probably a subject for a better for another podcast because um i can get pretty emotional when i think about some of the kids that have gone through uh, all the way up to a young lady that came to us unpregnant and managed to get pregnant in our care and then deliver a baby. And uh, when I had my hip surgery, the baby would sit on my chest and she'd sit on my feet so that I could, I could uh, do my exercises um, and help me put on my socks. Uh, so we've had, uh, we've had a variety. And then two, two young girls that we adopted at three and five. And then our son, who's now 19, um, and drives me nuts because the Broncos aren't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he says it was such glee that uh, <laughs> um, the uh, that um, it's just it's been it's been a busy life for us. Uh, I bet. We, my wife and I looked at each other and at the point that we were married and said we we you know we wish we could have children and <laughs> and then we got more and more and more and I. I used to laugh. I must be the Pied Piper. <laughs> but she said we could only keep three, so I got to pick one. We Stephen came to us when he was two days old. I was the first non-nurse to actually hold him. Yeah. <clears throat> and he never left, so thank wow. you, Lord. That's awesome, man. It's amazing. So amazing. Well, we're going to be jumping into our daily proverb for the day. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And I can't think of anybody better to have here with me to talk about this proverb. Um, Rick, can you jump into the versions uh, for this particular verse? Um, you sh- how many versions do you have for us? I've got, I'm going to use three. The New King James, uh, New Living Testament, and the NIV, New International Version. Awesome, let's go for it. <clears throat> the King James, New King James, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Uh, the NLT, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And in the NIV, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So powerful. You know, uh, just to talk a little bit about this passage and maybe dive a little as deep as we can within the time frame that we have. Um, Solomon uses iron as a word picture here. He's talking about iron sharpening iron and then relating that to us as men, or you could say to women, um, sharpening one another through their life. Why did he use the word picture iron? Do you happen to know that? Well, I, I believe that uh, we're talking about uh, metals as they're being developed. And so now we've come to iron as one of the eat more easily but malleable uh, metals that they're dealing with at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely a moldable metal that was obviously used for 
many things. We could say weapons and tools during that time. Uh, but, you know, iron was also a very high commodity. It was really the power source for nations. You know, now we could say, what is the power source for nations in modern day times? It's oil. You know, nations gather their power and their wealth through oil. Uh, during those times, uh, nations were considered powerful by how much iron they possessed. And so iron was a very valuable commodity during this time uh, for many reasons. Obviously, because you could not go to battle if you didn't have any iron. Um, and you could not have tools to make homes or make, you know, carriages or whatever it is that you needed to make to get around. So it was a very, very valuable commodity. So what does that say in relation to Solomon speaking of iron, sharpening iron, and then relating us to iron? Well, and I think it was strong. I, I think the comparison comes in when you think of iron, um, you have to think of, a, of an ironsmith. And when you look at iron, it doesn't come out all. <laughs> uh, you have to heat it up and, and get rid of the impurities in it. And In order so, for it to get to that stage of being moldable. Right. And, and then now, now that you've got it to that stage that it's moldable, now you have this hunk of metal that's really worthless still. <laughs> uh, so you throw it in the fire and, and then you start beating on it. <laughs> And you beat on it with, you can't beat on it with a stick. You have to beat on it with an iron mallet. So I think that's where the iron sharpens iron comes from because you, you have to, you have to um, shape it and you need something of compatible strength to create that shape that, that you want it to, to the outcome to be. Um, and I think that that's where... Uh, we come into context with, with needing other men um, because by ourselves, we're, sometimes we're just a hunk of shape that's, that really doesn't, we've got things in us that need to be, be uh, gotten out. Yeah. And then we need people that around us that can help us to shape that, what we're, our future looks like, what, our, what we're going to be, how we're going to, uh, our knowledge of, of, of Christ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're out there today and you're listening to this podcast and fellowship, hanging out with other people, getting together with other brothers, getting together with other sisters, getting together with other friends, um, uh, if, if that is hard for you to do, let me tell you something, you're missing out on something because every person is valuable. We're all valuable, but our value does not reveal it's worth until we actually position ourselves next to someone else, not not to compare, to say I'm more valuable than you, or I'm taller than you, or I'm shorter than you, or I'm, you know, I'm more wealthy than you. But when we place ourselves next to other people, the value comes in the fact that we all have life experiences that we could share to help one another, to sharpen one another. You know, we have a an individual in the church who's going through a really tough time right now and I'm thinking of a conversation that I had with her this last week and she said you know Pastor Josh I'm so thankful that I'm going through what I'm going through because I know that someday God will allow someone who's going through the same exact thing that I'm going through to cross my path and I'm going to be able to help them through it because I've been through the same thing too and I said wow I said that is an incredible attitude to have to, to look at your life 
as value, even in the midst of your darkest time, you could still stand back and say, you know what, everything I'm going through within my life is not just for me, but it's for the sake of hopefully sharpening someone else at some point. Let me ask you a question, Rick. Have you ever been to a movie by yourself? Uh, no, my wife has, although I was sitting <laughs> sleeping next to her. <laughs> All right, let me ask you it another question. It didn't out that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever been to a restaurant for dinner by yourself? Uh, no. Have you ever gone? That would on... make me look like a lonely old man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gone on a vacation by yourself? Uh, no, not with 10 kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you this question because these are some things that when we see others do by themselves, we view as being awkward, as being lonely, as being kind of sad. You know, yeah. I have seen individuals go to movies by themselves, and it, it's a, a couple things come to mind. Why is this guy here by himself? Is he, you know, is he a is he a predator? You know, I mean, is he, you know, I mean, it's nothing positive. It's never anything positive. And even when I've seen people having dinner at a restaurant by themselves, I think to myself, man, that poor guy. He must be a business guy traveling. He's all by himself. And you kind of shake your head in sadness every time I've seen individuals all by themselves doing things that we know for the most part make so much more sense and have so much more meaning when we're with someone else it, it it's always kind of sad and i now i don't understand though why that's easy for us to understand when we think of we think of that idea we think yeah that's true that is kind of sad that's kind of lonely but when it comes to men and even women out there doing life by themselves I just want to throw that idea out there to anybody listening to this podcast who's kind of settled in a cave, who's settled in the man cave, who's settled in a life of isolation and solitude and loneliness. There's a time for that. There's a time to, to be by yourself. There's a time for solitude. I, I went on a journey uh, for three, four, five, actually it was almost an entire week. I went and acted like a hermit for a week and fasted and prayed. There's a time for that. But if that is what your life's goal is, to be isolated and all by yourself with a remote in your hand or a computer on your lap, friend, you're missing out. You think, are missing out. I think part of that can be a selfishness that you, you don't want to experience change. Uh, you don't want things to change around you. Um, and, and maybe even a little bit fear. Um, that you can't keep up with the way things are changing. But some people just, you know, they're afraid of, of the newness that's out there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a biker, a motorcycle biker, uh, not uh, two-wheeled, pedal it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And even, uh, even those of us that have a single seat on their bike, I have a dual seat, um, we end up, there's probably about 30 of us and we'll come from all parts of, of the, I've been to Colorado to, to go to a meet. Um, even though we're seem, seen as lone individuals, we come together as a group because we enjoy the fellowship. We get together to, to dine. Um, we, we text each other. We email each other. Um, so it, it's, it's, if you're, there's, there's two ways to look at it. If you're feeling uh, alone, um, smile 
<laughs> so that somebody knows you're approachable. And then if you see somebody smiling, you're on the other side of that, approach them. <laughs> um, it's, it's too often in, in churches we do this handshake. Uh, Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Um, but I don't know your name. You don't know mine. And we go find our seat. Um, community is, is what it's about. It's uh, not about taking the trip by yourself. Everybody likes to have somebody holding their hand when they're having a tough time. And, and know that you're not doing life. It, it may feel like you're doing, ultimately it may feel like you're doing life alone, but God is watching. That's good. And, and he's going to send somebody out there. Yeah. Uh, to meet your need, but you have to be available when they get there. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening to the Daily Proverb today. If you have a question, if there's a proverb, if there's a comment you would like to send us, email us at podcast at thedailyproverb.org. You can also go to our website, thedailyproverb.org, to catch up on our archive of episodes. Well, hey, tune in to our final episode of the season. Yes, we have a season finale coming up tomorrow. Aaron will be back with me tomorrow morning, and we'll be taking a week off, New Year's week off, and then we'll be jumping right back into season two of the Daily Proverb. Well, hey, God bless you. Have a great morning. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.